Hi everyone, it's Stephen Hattiesides here from the Medical Business Academy and welcome back to another one of our business talks at the Medical Business Academy. And as you know, we strive to bring you all the latest and greatest experts from around the world, specifically helping practices in the aesthetic sector. And I have this week, uh, back again, we've got Erin Kuratu from Kick the Ceiling. Welcome, Erin. Yeah. Hi, Stephen. How are you doing, everybody? Yeah, awesome. Right. Erin, we have an interesting topic, and it is, what is, we're all very, very interested to find out, what is the number one strategy question that you ask every doctor? When I get in front of a doctor, the number one strategy question I ask them is, what are the strategic initiatives your practice manager is responsible for implementing over the next 90 days? So, ooh, the 90-day strategic plan. This is so essential yeah. in any business, isn't it? So run us down. Right. What exactly, how, what is your plan when you're working with these doctors in terms of helping them with this, uh, this 90-day strategic action plan? Right. So really the first thing is to put that strategy in place. Um, some of the answers that I get to the question that I ask from the doctors vary, but I'd say maybe the top two or three, um, I get answers like, well, my practice manager and I just sat down to talk about, you know, what we want to do next. That's, that's one thing, um, which also tells me that there's nothing written down because they're still talking about it. <laughs> um, the second thing that I hear is nothing. I hear crickets. They say strategic initiatives. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and then the third thing is, well, you know, my practice manager does well. She puts some things together. And then my follow-up question is, well, how is it going? What are your benchmarks like? And then they don't really know some of those answers. So really, it's getting that strategy in place, but not just any strategy, the right strategy, and figuring out where the practice needs to go next how it's been performing versus how you want it to perform in the future. Those could be very stark different things. And putting it together um, at 90 days gives you smaller chunks. It feels like it's not so big. It's not so vast. It's not daunting. It's something that, that we can all do together. So we put it in bite-sized pieces, if you will. Um, so it makes it a little more manageable and, most of all, not as stressful. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a big believer of uh, taking things in, yeah. in bite-sized chunks. I mean, we, we do a couple yeah. of exercises uh, when we have our workshops where we really start to, mm -hmm. to break things down for, for the business owners or the practice managers, really just right. to, to give them those small little achievements, those little objectives, um, those little um, yeah. uh, key performance indicators that they are realistic yeah. to hit and wow, doesn't it feel great when, when we're all just hitting small little targets? And uh, you're absolutely right. We can just get so daunted by the, by the bigger picture and we all just get lost right. because and, – and people get demotivated as well. So Exactly. So how do you work with exactly. the, um, the practice manager or business owner uh, with that strategic sort of plan, that action plan? So we come together, the three of us, as a group. And I work with the doctor and practice manager in tandem. So we join shoulders together. And I always tell them it's okay not to know something. Because if you don't know what you don't know, how can you possibly move forward? So lean on me, utilize my knowledge, you know, let's get to work. And then we start. So it's really 
sort of looking at those financials because that's a really big part of it. How have you been performing? And then asking the practice manager a little more in-depth questions. Um, you know, how is your ad spend doing? What's the return on investment? Trying to find out if they know the answers to these questions as well. Sometimes they don't. Um, figuring out which reports that we can run through their EHR systems that will help us dive a little bit deeper into the practice, um, especially when it comes to marketing. So a lot of practices have an email campaign. And one of the mistakes that the practices make is that they're just blasting emails instead of doing more of a hyper-targeting. So we drill down a little bit further with that, but it's really um, bit by bit by bit by bit. And we do a situational analysis. We take a look at the, their top two competitors, and we find out how, how do you think you're performing against your competitors? Mm -hmm. Now let's find out how you're really performing against your competitors. And it's always fun, too. It's always a lot of fun. But it's also eye-opening for them. So they have an outsider perspective coming in saying, you know, you know, you're working in your practice every day. You're inside all of it. And when you have an outside perspective coming in, sometimes they can offer real fresh perspective, you know, just a little bit different. Um, you know, did you notice this was happening? Did you notice this was happening? And sometimes it's not on your radar because you're working in the practice and you're just, you've got all these priorities happening and, um, and you don't really step back for a moment to take a look at the bigger picture. I, I love the, the, the part where you talk about sort of benchmarking and again, through our medical business academy, we do a lot of benchmarking through these these comprehensive audits that we do, and it allows sort of practices yeah. not only in their local markets, but really to sort of benchmark and see what other practices are doing and and where they sit in terms of customer service and that experience. How how do you enable the the practice to sort of benchmark themselves with their competitors? What what are some of the the things that you can look at? Um, that are sort of public, I suppose, to, to be able to benchmark yourself? So a good thing is to just Google yourself. Google the doctor, Google the practice. Where do you come up? Uh, from a patient perspective, what are you looking for in a specific service? So if you're looking for a specific type of cosmetic procedure or a surgical procedure versus non-surgical, from the patient perspective, what are you going to be entering in that Google bar? And then going from there, who appears? Click on it. Find out. Go through the funnel. So you're at the very tip top up here when you enter the internet and you get pushed down through the funnel. And it's, it's very different when you're pushing yourself through your competitor's funnel versus your own. So figuring out where you land there and what kind of outcome does the other practice show or don't show. Um, I see a lot of times um, everyone forgets that 68% of the population are visual. So it's extremely important to have a lot of visual, not just text, but a lot of visuals on your website and not just those outcomes. But for example, I highly recommend that if you're a doctor that does procedures for people out of state or even out of country, that you show a map of the world or of the country that you're in and where these patients are flying in from. It's key. You've got to give that visual to people. So that's one. Um, being able to pull up the right financial dashboard and being able to plug in some of those numbers, even in Microsoft Excel, and looking at the differences, you know, negative versus positive and figuring out where you're supposed to be at a certain point versus where you are um, and what's working versus what's not working. Um, we do that. Um, you know, we look at reviews as well. 
and see, you know, how many reviews do you have? There's doctors out there with two reviews, for example, you know, and doctors out there with hundreds of, of reviews. So if you're a patient and you don't really know much about a doctor, you're going to go to somebody with more reviews likely, you know, because patients follow other patients and they follow, you know, positive outcomes. So they're going to be listening for those things. So those, that's just a handful um, examples of uh, some of the benchmarks we look at. Yeah, that's great. I mean, in terms of this 90-day um, sort of action plan. I mean, how do you encourage and motivate um, the business owner or practice manager that um, they might not hit their, their targets um, or they might not, you know, achieve their objectives that quarter? Um, I mean, is, is that okay? I mean, what, what sort of, what's the advice you sort of give them without them sort of being really demotivated and sort of going down that downward right. spiral rather than upwards, you know? Right, 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 right. So before we get into the strategy, I need to know what kind of risk you're willing to take. If you're risk adverse, then a lot of our numbers are going to be conservative and you're likely going to hit them. And it's always nice to pat yourself on the back. Some doctors really want to go for the gold and they want to take a risk that they've never taken before. Now, we may or may not hit those benchmarks, but when you get your team um, excited about the plan, you get them involved in the planning, you champion your team and you empower them. And I can assure you, an empowered staff will go out there and do everything they can to make sure that they hit those numbers the right way. And they're going to feel empowered the very next day when they come in and they're going to try and get everything that they can to make sure that it's a success for the staff. And you really feel this height of motivation around the staff too. And, you know, some of them are like, I'll be darned if I don't hit my numbers today or, you know, I'll, I'll be darned if those patients don't walk out with the biggest <laughs> smile on their face. You know, they're going to be they're going to be dying to just put a huge positive review on Yelp. And everybody feels so good about it because the job roles are very clear, too. So people know exactly what they're responsible for every day. And you have in in I think every single practice that I've worked with, people wear multiple hats. They don't just wear one hat. They wear multiple hats. And it's very important that they're able to juggle those priorities properly, which also means taking things off of someone's plate. So when you do that, you create more of a stress-free environment where your people can thrive, including yourself as the doctor. The stress is reduced. Everybody knows what they're responsible for. It's, it's a good feeling. So, I mean, occasionally we don't hit some targets, but that could be over-projecting as well. So we could have overprojected numbers and we just didn't hit them. We fell short for some reason. You have, you know, seasonality gets into play sometimes too, where, you know, people take advantage of procedures after tax season, not so much in July or, you know, something like that. You want to take advantage of the insurance deductibles at the end of the year. So there's a number of factors that go into it. So that's interesting. Just on seasonality, uh, I mean, once you've been in operation in practice for, you know, a number of years, you can really sit down, yeah. can't you, and look at when things are, are peaking, what treatments are particularly popular, like, for example, right. going into the, the whole new year, new you, you've seen that being, yeah. you know, all the magazines jump yeah. on that, and it's about how do we get our bodies back in shape after all the indulging and eating of uh, all the all the Christmas um, festivities and things like that. So right. how right. do you deal with that with, say, a new practice versus um, someone that's been in practice a little bit and you've got a lot more data to look at to see and be a little bit more accurate in terms of their expectations in terms of numbers? 
Right. Well, that goes back to the business planning, too, and understanding your industry. So your industry as a whole will have um, numbers, peaks, valleys. You know, you can follow the trend lines. You can find them. So it goes back to the planning phase and really understanding your industry and the market that you want to compete in, that you are one player in the market. And at that point, you don't have a whole lot of market share. So you have to be even more creative. So you've got to find something to spike the football in and you've got to do it eloquently well and you have to brand the crap out of it honestly (laughs) and just you know put it all over your website this is what we're great at you know like i said you know you spike that football in that area and then you'll start to gain momentum and that's when you know that's the momentum is going to help carry you um a long way as well that's great so erin is there anything sort of you want to leave our listeners with in terms of this um you know the number one question, I, and I love how you've really talked about some fantastic things that um, business owners and what they should do with their teams in terms of really focusing them on the small stuff, um, taking those those little achievements to really sort of get to that overall goal of what, what the business owner wants to achieve maybe over that 12-month period. Is there anything that you've got some a little bit of a, uh, a final advice really for, for any sort of uh, business owner in, in this situation? Yes. Um, You know, 90-day action plans are really great, and they're even better when they support the overall mission. So just making sure that your action plans, whether they're 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, or longer, really support the mission of the practice and everything that you're working toward. Every time you put an action plan together, it needs to build on top of the last one, that you're not just sort of throwing wet spaghetti at a wall and just hoping for the best, that you really have the right intent behind the strategy that you're putting in place because that's going to help you not only grow your business, but it's going to help you stay in business. That's great. Now, Erin, just, uh, I, I love the name of your uh, business, Kick the Ceiling. I think that is fantastic. Um, where can people <laughs> find you uh, if they want to get in contact with you? You can find me on uh, my website, kicktheceiling.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, um, under Aaron Karatu. Um, you can call me directly on my mobile, area code 321-440-3377. I'm on Eastern Time. Um, I'm text-friendly, too, so that always works. Just let me know who you are so I know who is texting me. Uh, but call me anytime. Uh, let me know what your challenges are. I'd love to talk about it, and perhaps I can help move you forward. Great. Thank you, Erin. That has been absolutely phenomenal uh, talking with you again. Um, all around this this 90-day plan, I mean, I can't stress enough how important it is. And you've really, um, you had a lot of successes with a lot of practices. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Appreciate being here. Cheers.